Okay, Larry, it's time for the theme song. If you like to talk to tomatoes, yeah. if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down the produce aisle. Have we got a show for you? Broccoli, celery, gotta be veggie tails. Llama beans, collard greens, peachy king, veggie tails, cauliflower, sweet. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Where's Pod When I'm Scared, an episode, a podcast where everyone is empty on Easter. <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> great, great intro. Listen, Luke. <laughs> Sometimes we're just kind of like at this show. Uh huh. Yeah. And this is, I think, is going to be one of those times. Uh huh. Yeah, it's boy. Oof. But I was a little uh, worried after last week. You know, <laughs> we got through that episode really quickly. I was getting concerned, like, oh, uh oh, we have a lot of like original Veggie Tales left to go. Have we like? Does the well run dry? Are we just out of things to say about this cartoon? And uh, very graciously, no. the folks at Big Idea, you know, circa like 20 years ago, uh, <laughs> offered us this. Yeah, we're like, nah, don't worry, doggy, we got it. Yeah. Fuck, man. Man. <laughs> this isn't like... Okay, so this isn't reprehensible the way that, like, the movie was in terms of like racism? No, no, uh-uh. No, this is just I mean, you could stretch it in some ways to argue it's kind of racist. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you could stretch a lot of veggie tales to argue that it is racist <laughs> because a lot of the well, let's not get it there yet. <laughs> it is a Christian supremacist at least. Yes. Ah. <sighs> um, yeah, so, but this one, there's some moral quandary in it, let's say. Yeah, I have a moral quandary of my own, actually. Uh, what's that, Luke? Well, see, my wonderful girlfriend, um, as a fun Easter present, bought me the DVD of this episode. <laughs> wonderful. Uh-huh, and she did insist many times that I needed to watch all of the special features to talk about them on this one. Um, <laughs> I didn't do that. So I guess, my, you let... <laughs> I guess my moral quandary is whether uh, I tell you to leave that in or to cut it out and I just kind of improv what I imagine these special features to be based on their titles. <laughs> I can do both. <laughs> There's a lot of bonus features listed on the back of this box. Uh, Dolby Digital 5.1. I don't know if that's a bonus feature. It was like in the early days of DVD when they said interactive menu as a special feature. Yeah, uh, How to Draw Hope and the Mechanical Chickens, Stained Glass Documentary, Easter Carol... Right, so, what's that? So the, the, the bug is named Hope. Yeah. All right, yeah, Yeah, they sure. say that a couple times. Oh, on the front, it uh, has a little button that says featuring Rebecca St. James as the voice of Hope. So I knew right away what her name oh, was. Uh, she is the person who also does our outro theme. Oh, really? She, do she doesn't know that, but... <laughs> uh, she recorded the VeggieTales theme in a, like, weird operatic 
almost yeah. metal kind of way. <laughs> I am... Th- this bonus feature says stained glass documentary has me curious, I won't lie. Well, Luke, if you watched it... Yeah. Uh, Easter Carol animation progression reel. That sounds just like animatics or something. Or I don't know if... Yeah. I don't know if 3D animation has animatics, but whatever the equivalent would be. It will usually have early versions and animatics, depending on the production company. Okay. I could see it, uh, Big Ideas just doing, like, early versions. Yeah. I know perhaps 10% about, like, traditional animation and, like, 2% about 3D animation, so... All right. <laughs> uh, DVD-ROM fun. Oh! Uh, behind the scenes, the making of an Easter Carol. Uh, family fun activity... One. Only one. Yeah. Uh, audio commentary by Phil Vischer and Tim Hodge, the director. Veggie Karaoke, uh, an Easter Carol, Star of Christmas, interactive storybooks, character bios, Easter egg hunt, trivia game, hidden Easter eggs. Now, wait a fucking second. <laughs> you can't list Easter egg hunt and hidden Easter eggs as separate features. I, I think I see what they're going for, though. Uh-huh. Is... That there is a feature on the thing where it's like Easter egg hunt where you probably have to like select. Yeah. And then there is a feature that, oh, like there are also hidden Easter eggs on the DVD. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, a maze game and a craft activity. So I'll tell you what, uh, I will try to look over some of these and report back next time. How about? All right. After we've uh, fully discussed and, uh, Take it in, um, right. Easter Carol. You know, yeah, you're supposed to, like, watch the video, you know, absorb it, and then you go in for the bonus features afterwards. It's the supplementary material. I'm going to have to make Chelsea go through these bonus features with me if she wants me to talk about them so freaking much. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to hear all of this. Yeah. <laughs> hi, uh, hi, Chelsea. So if you don't already kind of guess, the Easter Carol is the Christmas Carol, but Easter. Yes. And shittier. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Way worse. Um, and we'll talk about the ways it is much, much worse yeah, uh, as we says, go. Uh, inspired by Dickens' Christmas classic, this very special VeggieTales film explains why millions of Christians around the world celebrate Easter past, present, and future. I'm going to argue... That it doesn't so much. No, not really. Like, kinda. Sorta. Like, in a vague sense. Yeah. There's one song about Easter in there. Yeah. And they kinda buzz by it. So, we open up on some lilies, and I'm already like, alright, cool. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and those... So this... This is a sequel to the cri- the Christmas one they did. Yes, it is. Oh, real quick, can I tell you something about the DVD version of this video? Yes. It opened with black and white footage of a kid on a playground. I assume the child of one of the people at Big Idea, and the t- a title faded in under it said, Why We Do It. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. You know, it's Great. For the, it's for the kids, Ashley. It's not for us. Remember, Wu-Tang is for the children. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we're opening up on Mr. Nezer. Like you said, this is the sequel to The Star of Christmas, so it's all kind of uh, De- uh, Dickensian. Yeah. And it's weird having that same 
like all of those same characters. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, the first shot of the movie, even before the lilies, is Mr. Nezer going to pay respects to his grandmother's grave. A weird th- The very go back and forth a lot in this about mentioning death and not mentioning death. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they kind of have to because that's the story, but like they want to say the word death the minimum number of times possible. Yes. Uh, I mean, I mean, like, it's about Easter. You kind of have to talk about <laughs> death on Easter. That's kind of what the holiday's about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we have, like, everyone singing an Easter song. They're all just so excited that Easter's here. Do you uh, think that they thought that they'd be like, man, if we get this, we can have some real, like, we can be the Easter song. <laughs> I was kind of thinking the same thing. It's like, <laughs> Easter doesn't really have, like... You know, there's hymns and stuff, but there's not like, oh, here's the Easter song in the way there's lots of Christmas songs. Yeah. Like, as a secular holiday, Easter just doesn't have that much traction. People just kind of want to eat some candy eggs. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, the, the way I know Easter is, like, around as a uh, secular person who's still raised Catholic. Right, right. Uh, is that... The Reese's Easter egg starts start appearing. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, even like, like it's just a very churchy holiday. Like you go to church and you hear a sermon about Jesus being resurrected. You know, it's not. Uh, yeah. There's not a lot of like, like Christmas has a lot of things like, ooh, you know, you gotta put up a tree and you gotta, you know, put lights up on your house and stuff. And like, there's just not much of that with Easter. Also. Easter has always been, like, the difference between the commercialization and, like, the actual religious implications Yeah, have always been the biggest stretch. Uh, how do you mean? Uh, you know, like, the concept of the Easter bunny and, like... Oh, sure, yeah, just no connection. Because I think it's all taken from, like, pagan holidays. Yes, like, with Santa Claus, it's still go like, well, it's Saint Nick, it's about being good to your fellow man. Right, and Christmas has that stuff, too, with, like, Christmas trees are from, like, Yule or whatever. But uh, I feel like you could more easily map that onto Christianity. Yeah, for sure, and it's, you know, a holiday about giving, and, you know, like, even, like, in the secular version of Christmas, like, charity is really important, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Easter, it's eat some candy and or go to church. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, we, yeah, we yeah, know we, that Mr. Nezer's not a nice man. He's a bad billionaire. Yes. Because he won't buy a single lily to help support the orphanage. <laughs> I mean, but Luke, he gave millions, of, like, you know, $100,000 to the orphanage, so really... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he? No. Oh, okay, okay. I should have, like... I should have done it, like, to his charity that... <laughs> oh, right, yeah, he, he gave $100,000 to the Nebby K. Nezer Foundation. Yes. The Nana Key Nezer. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, the church from the Star of Christmas is getting ready for their Easter service. They're real excited. They've got a new stained glass window they're going to be showing off on Easter morning. Uh, but Mr. Nezer doesn't care about any of that. He doesn't want to go to church. He just wants people buying his eggs. He just wants the bunny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, I thought at first that this was just going to be a remake of Rackshack and Benny. <laughs> like, the first act of it kind of is. 
but it, it, it takes a turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie has a weird chip on its shoulder about plastic Easter eggs. Yes. It seems to think that actual painted eggs are cool and plastic eggs are sinful. Yes. And that is baffling to me. <laughs> well, but also, like, they try to d- explain the plastic egg at one point and, and make it, like, good. Uh-huh. But, like, he, but then Mr. Knezer has, like, twisted it. Well, I think what was good was, like, classic Easter eggs that, I, but then he gets those Easter eggs in church as a kid. I don't know. It's yeah, weird. no, because Grandma Knezer does the has the line about like he's like it's empty, and she's like yes, just like the tube. Right, we'll get to that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just like a wooden Easter egg or something. Yeah, it's they don't like the concept of things lasting forever. Right, <laughs> except our Lord and Savior. Well, of course, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, he has an Easter egg factory that is uh, just rows and rows of mechanical chickens that lay plastic Easter eggs. Uh, which, I don't know, it's a cartoony concept, that's cute. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Um, Bob and Larry, whose names I refuse to remember from the start of Christmas, are Mm -hmm. still working (laughs) as indentured servants in this factory, uh, to pay off burning down the theater in the last short. Yeah. Uh, but they've worked non-stop since then, and, uh, want to take Easter off to go to church, because they are God-fearing Christians now. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to ask him, and, you know, Mr. Nezer just keeps blowing them off, not really listening to them. And uh, they finally get like, hey, what if we just shut down the factory for Sunday and I'll go, we can all go to church. It'll be great. Yeah, I'll be fun. Right. And Mr. Nezer is offended and galled by this idea. Because if they like, how dare you? Right. If the factory isn't up and running and producing eggs, how is he supposed to make money? Uh, because, you see, it's not about making money. He's not just a greedy old man. (laughs) Yeah. Instead, he wants to keep his grandmother alive forever. Yes. He has a whole song about how his grandmother loved Easter and, uh, you know, really... On on her... Yeah. Go ahead. Loved Easter and on her deathbed said to him that Easter is about never dying. Right. Which he took to mean that Easter meet that if he keeps celebrating Easter all the time yeah then she will never die right yes which then, is then her memory will live on forever uh-huh yeah uh so he's he's just got to keep cranking out more plastic eggs uh junior asparagus and his dad show up his dad's a preacher in this continuity and wants uh uh, Mr. Nezer to come to church on Sunday like his grandma always did. And he's not having any of that. Yeah, because, like, there is a bit where um, Junior keeps on saying, like, that, like, who's that old man? <laughs> and but, yeah. We have to respect our elders. Yeah, but then the Scottish carrot comes out, like, hey, who's that old man? That's my well, great Scottish accent. It's about as good as they do. <laughs> Uh, and at this point, Mr. Nezer reveals to everybody that he's going to turn Easter into a 24-7 occasion by building an Easter-themed amusement park on top Easter. of the church. Yes, Easterland. 
and everyone is horrified because Easterland is going to be all about chocolate bunnies and Easter eggs. Yes. They've already made a cartoon about someone obsessed with chocolate bunnies. I mean, they've already made Christmas ones, and then they keep doing that. I guess that's true. Like, if you're gonna talk... If you're... Uh, a Christian TV show for kids. Yeah. Easter's gonna come up a few times, and it seems like they got a real bee in their bonnets about chocolatey uh, rabbits. <laughs> I, uh... I don't want to go too hard on, like, assuming the motivations of the people behind this, like I have in the past, and, eh, yeah, whatever. Uh, I, it is making me think about back when we started this, I read that quote from Phil Vischer about how after Jonah bombed and Big Idea went bankrupt, he started asking himself, like, oh, no, was I teaching kids to act Christianly without actually teaching them Christian values? And, uh... Just that that kind of is what Mr. Nezer's deal is. He was, you know, taught to appreciate Easter without understanding why. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everyone is horrified that he is going to build Easter land. They tell him that he can't. He can't demolish the church. Um, around the, it's important to also say they establish that Mr. Nezer owns, like, all of the land in the city. Yes. He is a land baron. Right. <laughs> He's an industrialist and a land baron. Just, just scum. Yeah, just should be put to death. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he gets angry. He fires Bob and Larry, which to me, considering that they were being forced to work here to pay off a debt to him, kind of seems like he's letting them off the hook. Yeah, seems like they got off well. Yeah, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, he throws them all out and just tells them, oh, all of you can go go to hell. I'm going to fucking make the best Easter time. Just you wait. Go to hell, whatever that is. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, we, we've established our stakes. Everyone is terrified that the church is going to be torn down. The church is, like, a historic landmark also. Like, yeah. religion aside, like, it, it has, like, a treasure from medieval times. <laughs> Does it still? <laughs> I think, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, what, what, where do they go from there? Uh, I think that's when he starts falling asleep. Yeah, do we, do we get into the Christmas story shit now? Yeah, um, and I like that they, it is explicitly a dream. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Christmas Carol's kind of like that, too, isn't it? I, I thought it was more up in the air. I thought it was like, he's like, Scrooge is laying in bed asleep and is woken up by a rattling change, and Jacob Marley is here. Yeah, maybe I was just a kid dumb. <laughs> well, also, there's a million different versions of a Christmas Carol. It probably varies a bit. Yeah, true. Uh, and yeah, the portrait of his grandmother comes to life, uh, a ghost of her emerges from it, Luigi's Mansion style. Yeah. It's very Luigi's Mansion to me. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is Luigi's Mansion to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she just tells him that, like, oh, you're a dipshit, I dragged you to church so many times as a kid, you never learned anything, you're, everything's 
It's just awful. I'm not going to even tell you what you should have learned. You're going to have to yeah. experience it for yourself. He's like, what? He tells That's him exactly that, what yeah, he's like. <laughs> a visitor is going to come to him and uh, give him a life experience that will change his heart or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he's he just decides, well, I'll just stay up all night so I don't have another uh, scary dream like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bob and Larry um, have decided, like, Mr. Asparagus has uh, said, oh, well, son, it sure is sad that the church is being torn down, but we just have to pray and have hope that things will turn out okay. Um, Bob and Larry, on the other hand, have decided to resort to direct action. Yes. <laughs> uh, Comrades Bob and Larry. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to uh, break into the factory and um, uh, steal all the blueprints so that the construction workers can't do anything. Now, they don't succeed at this, but they do try, and I think that's worth something. Yeah. Um, There's a running thing with the cop that patrols this area, too, and it's going to be important later. Yeah, it... <laughs> like, he shows up at the beginning. I think it's... He's either Jerry or Larry. I don't remember which is which. I think it's Jerry. Who cares? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, when he first shows up, he's buying a lily from the orphan. And they're like, oh, thank you, Constable. You always do... You always do so right by us, keeping our streets safe. I love you, Constable. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, he's he's a good cop. He's, he's a, a good cop. He's a good cop. Uh, and he's, like, walking by while Bob and Larry are trying to break in and, like, eyes him down, but lets him go. And, like, this short got, like, within inches of accidentally saying yes. that the police defend capital above citizens. Yes. <laughs> and then didn't. Uh, and, yeah, they like... It, Bob and Larry just a running joke throughout the whole thing. They're constantly trying to climb, like, an eight-foot-tall wall and failing. Yes. Uh, with increasingly Looney Tunes-esque. Yes. Um, and so then, uh, we get hope. Yeah. <sighs> At the stroke of midnight, which... Is this lady British because... Uh, I can look up Rebecca St. James. I almost hope no. <laughs> uh, she is Australian. Okay. Yeah. She, this accent, it, fa- it feels fake. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> uh, and oh, yeah, we're bearing the lead. She's human. She's human. She's, She's a human. tiny human being. She's like a human fairy. Yeah, I hate that, it. No, yeah, it's bad. We got giant vegetables and tiny people. Yeah. And yeah, she just flies around. She is like two feet tall, but Nezer keeps calling her a bug. Yeah. Uh, she's also got a halo, so I guess she's an angel. Yeah, uh, she comes from his, like, little egg thing. Yeah, he has, like, a music box that looks like an Easter egg. It, it look, It's eggy looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, I don't like her. No, she's not good. And I was like, all right, this isn't 
great, but like one of the cool things, of, like one of the things that. <laughs> yes, I know what you're about to say. That this you know work is about. Uh huh. Is all of the different versions, like how you do the different versions of, uh, you know the. The ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, yeah. or Easter past, present, you, and future. This. You will be visited by three ghosts is perhaps one of the most remembered lines from that play. Yes. Right after, like, uh, God bless us, everyone, and the one as big as me. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Which one, Luke? The one as big as me. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, a line that is not in this one because this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have to set up for it, but they don't actually say the line. I know. It's weird. Give me the buddy in the window. <laughs> I guess well, that's what the is me? I guess that's the problem. There's nothing he can bring to the church like that. I, like a, a Easter ham, but like they're not going to do ham. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they only have one ghost in this one. Because they're yeah, boring. Because they, they're boring, and it's. They only got one guest star. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she drags Nezer out of the window and, like, takes him on a magical Peter Pan ass flight through the skies of London. Yeah, they, they go to the past first. Right. They go into the church and they, they step into the past as they do. You know, no one can see or hear them. You've seen the fucking Christmas Carol. Yeah. you have, Or if not, you have seen something that parodies the Christmas Carol. Right. Yeah. Uh, and him and his grandma are sitting in the pews at church. Uh, this whole time, Mr. Nezer keeps saying that the purpose of the church is to keep people holed up uh, inside so they can't go buy his stuff. Yes. They all just, they got everyone crammed into those pews, can't go do anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, little, little tiny Nezer, who yeah. has bad hair. Not great hair, no. No. Uh, he opens up one of the Easter eggs in his basket, and like you said before, he's like, what? It's empty. And his grandma says, yeah, just like the tomb, just like Jesus' <laughs> tomb. Yeah. Like, what a bad way to give that lesson. <laughs> like, yeah, like, as you said on, like, we were talking about in our Twitter DMs, yeah. like, yes, let me put, like, disappointment. <laughs> you know, associate disappointment with the resurrection of Christ. That'll teach this child to be Christian. Uh, just, like, it's a good <laughs> thing that Jesus' tomb is empty. It's not a good yeah. thing when an Easter egg is empty. I want, like, I want candy. Yeah. Like, if you were going to do this, do you do some magic trick bullshit where it's like you eat the kid's candy, but oh, there it is. Don't do that. That sounds stupid. I'm just saying, like, it's something that you thought you lost that actually you didn't. Yes. <sighs> and, like, Mr. Nezer is, that, t like... That, yeah, like, that line, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... The grandma is trying to teach uh, Lil Nezer, a, like, the story of Easter, but instead he's trying to scam the child in the pew next to him to buy his empty Easter egg. Yeah. Uh, and the grandma is horrified. 
Uh, and, like, Mr. Knesset is like, well, like, what? He kind of doesn't get it. He doesn't really, but he is like, oh, that, hey, young me, you're being a real little piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't get much further than that. And I feel like at this point, the whole Christmas carol of it all is completely falling apart. Yes. Because, oh, the Christmas carol is totally like a Christian story about like Christian values. But it's not about Scrooge learning that Christ was born on this day and that he should convert to Christianity. Yes. It has more substance, like, more, like, direct... It's about who Scrooge is as a person and how he needs to change. Yes. It's not three ghosts coming to show him that he hasn't been Christian enough. It is, but it's, like, not... he the He's not Christian enough because he's... A terrible, like, rich man who alienates everyone in his life in pursuit of greed. Not because yes. he doesn't read the Bible often enough. Yes. Like, the I, I looked it up just to jog my memory. Like, the Christmas past stuff in A Christmas Carol is like, oh, hey, here's uh, you as a kid, and there was happy times at Christmas, but you kind of felt alone at boarding school. And now let's go to, like, this really fun Christmas party that your first boss, like, threw... And he, like, loved you like a son. But, like, your whole life started to fall apart when you started to care about money more than the people around you. Huh. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, oh, let's, let's cap this act of it off by showing the woman you almost married and were in love with. Uh, like, talking about how happy she is that she ended up not marrying you because you suck. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is just like, oh, you didn't pay attention in church. Yeah. It's like, it, it's that Phil Vischer thing of like, oh, I'm teaching, like his concern was, oh, I'm teaching people to behave Christianly, but not teaching them proper Christianity. When in some ways it kind of does the opposite problem where we will talk about the Bible story and do nothing to talk about like the material like consequences of it and how you should act as a result. Yeah, like... He will talk about, like, Jesus returning and, like, you know, the birth of Christ, but he does not, like, talk about really what Jesus taught. Right. Again, I think there's, like, a couple lines in the song that's coming up about that, and that's it. Yeah, but, like, there's just as many lines about how, like, oh, he healed the <laughs> the blind and... Right. Which, you know... Which is... Sure, Good. Not or good, but, like, not something that a kid can replicate. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, there's nothing about, like, oh, like, he, like, Mr. Nezzer's a rich asshole. It should be about giving away your money. Which yeah. He, he does do at the end, kind of. We'll get to it, but, like. But, like, that is not, like, the focus. At no point do they, like, make the connection of, oh, I believe in Jesus, therefore I should be more generous and giving. It's just, yeah. I believe in Jesus, and that means I care about, uh, like, investing in this church and funding it. Mm-hmm. Like, because, uh, uh, it drives me like, nuts. It, it gets the feeling like that, like, if this orphanage was not connected to this church, it would not uh-huh. get his money. Oh, yeah. I, that, yes. <laughs> Like, 
it, it is just him, like, realizing that he should give money to the church. Right, right. Not that he should give his money away to those less fortunate. Yeah, and it, it kind of has that because we're jumping into, like, you know, Christmas or Easter present now. And they do the Tiny Tim stuff pretty much exactly like a Christmas carol with Junior Asparagus. Yeah. And there is the element of, like, oh, God, they don't have the money to, like, treat him and he's going to die soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, part of that is that because they are giving all their money to the church to make ends meet. Wait, do they say that? There was kind of, like, some implications of it. Uh-huh. That, like, they are spending all of their time at the church and, like, that is their focus and not that that's a bad thing. Um, if they're doing it at the exclusion of their son's health, it's a bad thing. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> I don't think it's like a one-to-one. Uh-huh. Uh, the part of this that really, this is when this really started to make me angry, is yes. uh, Hope explains to him, oh yeah, uh, unless something changes, this will be Junior's last Easter. And uh, Mr. Nesbitt says, wait, but when are the doctors going to tell his parents? And she tells him that they already know. And he freaks out and goes, how are they so calm? Why aren't they more panicked about this or sad? I don't understand. And she takes him to the church to tell him about Jesus. (sighs) She tells him the whole story about, oh, yeah, there was. uh, I don't think they ever say Jesus' name, do they? No. That's weird. That is weird. Uh, they are depicting Jesus, but as a human in stained glass, so he has not broken his mother's rules. No. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she tells the whole story in song about, like, oh, you know, Jesus was born and, uh, you know, gave, like, spoke like a prophet and healed the blind, and, you know, eventually he was executed, but he came back to life, and, uh, you know, whoever believes in him doesn't have to fear death. The implication being that, oh, these good Christian parents aren't sad that their son is dying of a debilitating disease because they're Christians and they know that he's going to heaven. Fuck you, VeggieTales. Yeah. Go fuck yourselves. Which, man, that's just such a fucking bummer of an idea. What a nasty way to talk about a serious topic. Yeah. To, to imply, because, because the upshot of that is that if you think that parents have no reason to be sad if they're Christians because they know their children, you know, who die young are going to go to heaven, that implies that if a parent is sad, they're not sufficiently Christian. Yes. Like, hmm. Mm, it, mm. It's something that I have encountered where it's like, people saying, like, you shouldn't be sad about this person, they're in a better place. That's not, uh, like, I'm a Christian, alright? I'm, like, even, mm, I don't know how that shit works. I'm not dead, so I can't say. Mm-hmm. But, like, even if it is the exact picture of, like, of the traditional heaven, like, oh, don't worry, Junior Asparagus is just gonna fly into the sky to play a harp uh, for eternity. Yeah. And you're gonna Man, that's get some to boring as shit. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you're then you know you'll get to join him uh, whenever you go. Even if you take all that for granted and believe it with all your heart, 
it's still a child going through incredible pain and suffering, and also you're going to, like, lose them for, you know, decades? Yes. Like, even in the most charitable, most, or not charitable, like, most, like, devout and earnest belief in heaven, it's still something that you would grieve. Yes. And there, again, there is this implication that if you are grieving, like, especially if you're sad, like, before it happens, like, then you're not sufficiently Christian. Fucking Jesus grieved for one of his friends who died. Like, come on! It's just, yeah, yeah, it sucks. And it, it will only continue sucking. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. So yeah, we get the whole musical number about uh, Easter, and it this mostly kind of gets through to Mr. Nezzer. He's pretty much on board by this point. All he needed was that song to get sung to him. Yeah, uh, we, we did miss a song where it was where he replaced the... Uh, old chickens with the new chickens. Oh, the, right, yeah, he replaced... Because his factory that his grandma built had actual chickens that laid actual eggs that were used as Easter eggs. Yes, she was a factory farmer. Right, and, she, like, he can't... They're not producing enough for him to keep up uh, with demand, so he wants uh, Pa Grape, who was, like, an inventor in A Christmas Story, to build him a new factory with mechanical chickens that lay plastic eggs... And Hope the Angel says the word plastic with so much venom. She says plastic like she probably says Karen. (laughs) It's like, plastic. Yeah, they hate plastic. I don't understand. It's... Is this some, like, barcodes on the hand shit? Is this something that... (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, I can understand the perspective of, like, oh, no, Easter isn't about chocolate or Easter eggs. That much I get. But they almost seem to be saying, oh, no, no, real Easter eggs are cool. Plastic Easter eggs, though, can fuck right off. Yeah. And I don't get that at all. (laughs) It's so confusing. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Yeah, because, like, also, him choosing to go... Plastic is, like, seen as, like, almost the start of his descent into darkness. Right! Yeah! <laughs> like, that is the point. Like, he, he's bad as a kid, but, like, him becoming a... Yeah, going plastic is, like, when he gets, like... He must be saved now. Right, right. Yeah, um, but Hope is not going to let him get off the hook that easy. She makes him see the consequences of his actions by taking him to the future. I wanted to see Veggie Death. (laughs) Now, what do you mean by that? I wanted to see a fucking shallot in a robe with a scythe. Oh, I see. You wanted the real ghost of Easter Future. Yeah. 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 Um, you know what? You know what? Uh, Christmas Carol has some good ghosts. What's that? Muppet one. Yeah, totally. Muppet Christmas Carol is a great movie. Yes. Watch that instead of this. 
Michael Caine fucking sells everything in that movie. And because it is basically just a Christmas carol, it's a better Christian story than this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, but yeah, like a wrecking ball bursts through the stained glass uh, portrait of Jesus and the whole church comes crumbling around Mr. Nezer and he's thrown into this... You know how in film, that classic technique to show people that you're in the future is to make everything sepia-toned? You know, yes. Sepia-toned is associated with the future, right, Ashley? Yes. Why did they do it that way? They wanted to make it lifeless and color, like colorless, but they did a bad job. Yeah, so instead of lilies, uh, the little carrot girl is selling pencils in this reality. I don't... Seems like kind of a lateral move, frankly, but okay. Yeah, um... I guess because they're, they're dead and the lilies were alive, because that was also an earlier thing. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, lilies symbolize new life. Um, the constable comes by and tells her to stop harassing people in the street and go home. And she's just like, oh, I don't have a home, sir, but okay. Uh, but not the constable. I was like, it's just a random peek. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. The constable comes in a few seconds. Right. When uh, the the burglar guy from uh, Christmas Star steals her mug of pencils and runs off with them. And uh, Nezer's like, oh, don't worry. The constable's right there. He'll take care of it. And, yeah. <laughs> and the constable says, he's uh, like, oh, hey, you stop it. And uh, the the criminal says, oh, or what? And the constable just kind of backs away and says, oh, nothing, I guess. And Mr. Nezer is confused. And mm-hmm. uh, Hope explains to him that in this reality, uh, Mr. Nezer has destroyed the hope of Easter. And uh, without the promise of eternal life, why would anyone risk their lives for somebody else? Ugh. Fuck you. Veggie tail. Did you know the only reason anyone ever risks their lives for others is because they're Christians? I did not know that, Luke. Yeah. uh, uh, Courage is not an emotion that exists. No one feels brave and just tries to do something because it's the right thing. They do something. Or (laughs) empathy. Right. They only do dangerous things because they know that even if they die, they don't really die, so they don't need to be scared. Fuck. That on so many levels. This this is the line where I was saying at the start of this, this is a Christian supremacist movie. Yes. Because it's just... mm. It it is in a weird... It is in a way supporting martyrdom. Oh, sure, yeah. And... Like... It is supporting this... Like so many of like this, like the you know this Christian militia idea, which uh-huh. like not explicitly, but like yeah, no, it's the same. It's, it's the same route. Yeah, it's a hop, skip, and a jump. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just so. And also, <sighs> it's going like, well, those people you know who aren't Christian, they don't have any morals. Exactly. Yes. Which is such a common thing. Yeah. And like. Something that I have encountered in my life to me. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. That always just bums me the fuck out. Right, like, it's the kind of thing where, like, if you're telling kids that people who aren't Christian uh, 
aren't capable of behaving morally, when they inevitably meet moral, decent, non-Christians, you're not, like, strengthening their religion. You're weakening it. Because now, once they're confronted with the fact that the real world... When they're confronted with the fact that you lied to them about how people are, uh, (laughs) they're gonna just, like, stop trusting anything you say. Or they will just go, like, well, that person obviously is doing... has like, ulterior motives. Right, that's the other side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either they dig deeper in to, like, maintain their belief in the lies you told them, or they will recognize them as lies. It's When it is much easier to go, like, to talk about God and say that he has, like, you know, that these teachings... Yeah. <laughs> uh... That people of, you know, all faiths can be moral. <laughs> right. And good people, and that, you know, goodness is a, a human trait that we should nurture. <laughs> yeah. It, this is the kind of Christianity that, like, this, this is the kind of Christianity that, like, anti-Semitism and racism grew out of. Yes. Like, the belief that if you're not Christian, like, it's... It... it, it <sighs> Like, it's kind of fashy, right? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, no one... Anyone who's not like you is inferior to you. And, like, they can either, like, convert or, you know, who fucking cares what happens to them. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, we really want them to convert. We care about them so much. We care about them so much that we refuse to acknowledge any of their positive qualities until they convert. Yes. It's, uh... Uh. And again, like, mm, Mr. Nezer's a bad person, and this story doesn't really grapple with that other than the ways that his badness messes with people's religious observances. Yeah. Anyway, then it cut, like, he warps to the, you know, graveyard. You gotta have the classic Christmas Carol thing. He sees his own gravestone. Yeah, it's... (laughs) But also, they don't build up to that in this version at all. No. Like, the, the future section of A Christmas Carol is all about, like, Mr. Nezzer was taken to a funeral for a man that ever... Or not Mr. Nezzer, Mr. Scrooge is taken to a funeral for a man that everyone hated, and, like, he's horrified by, like, this is a funeral, and nobody is solemn or sad at all. There's people just, like, like ready to grave rob him, and there's other people that are, like, cheering and happy that he's dead and there's absolutely no remorse over the loss of this life and then the reveal of the gravestone is oh that guy was me I'm gonna die yeah. alone and hated by everybody unless I become a better person mm-hmm. that's not part of this story they just do it because it's a famous image from the one they're ripping off Do they? does he even see his own grave does he not I thought he did no, he sees the, the the tiny Tim grave. Oh, all right. Well, I take that criticism back then, at least. I mean, it's still not good. Right? No, it's still not good. It's just that that specific thing, you know. Sure. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, yeah, he sees the tiny Tim's gonna die. Um. Rip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and he is, 
he wakes up, and he's ready to go. He's ready to love God. Right, he sticks his head out the window, you know, little girl, what day is it today? Oh, it's Easter. And he throws her a bag of money, does not tell her to go get a ham that's the one in the window just as big as she. I don't know why that's yeah. what I'm hung up on. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I, yeah, I don't know why really. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to be. It's not an important line. Just for some reason, it's buried in my head in a certain way. Yeah, because it's, it's, if the hand is biggish, big as me. Well, what is big as me? I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, and he runs to the church. Uh, oh, right, yeah, and like he bursts out of the gate, which gives Bob and Larry a chance to finally sneak in, not realizing that the problem has resolved itself. I, that's a good gag. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Bob runs in. Uh, but the factory is, like, steaming, so Larry doesn't. And, uh, Mr. Nezer Because he's like, I will not be subject to another... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't do another arson charge. Yeah, I I already did my time. Yeah. Yeah, so he runs to the church to, uh... Tell them, like, hey, don't tear down the church. Yeah, yeah, he stops the construction workers. Everyone's like, oh, 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 boy. Uh, Yeah, and everything's going to be great. Oh, but Larry comes in. He's like, oh, everyone, you got to come quick. Bob's trapped in the factory. It's exploding. You got to save him. Because I guess we had to have an action scene ending. (laughs) Yeah, it's like there's ten more minutes in this movie and nothing happens. No, it's so boring. There's a whole thing. There's a big, like, egg. Okay, the one thing I like about it, the, like, mechanical chickens are dumping Easter eggs into a big egg-shaped, like, hopper. And it does have a meter that uh, gauges (laughs) egg pressure, which is funny. Yeah. But that's the only part that's good. Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, they're just having to, like, they use the machinery and they go flying to ride the explosion into safety. Doesn't matter. Who cares? And then he's like, I I need to, you know, give all my, like, you know, help the church. and (laughs) Right. So he he comes, yeah, like, it's raining Easter eggs. It's an Easter miracle. I thought the Easter eggs were bad, but I guess not. Well, if you give them away for free. (laughs) I guess, sure, yeah. Uh, He tells, um, you know, Mr. Asparagus that he's going to try to fund the orphanage with any money he has left over and also uh, pay for Tiny Tim's medical expenses. Yeah. Uh, His, like, safe full of money lands in the concrete uh, so he can pay for all that. They say, wait, how are you going to pay for all of this, though? But like, he, he's not the richest fucking dude in the world. <laughs> he's the richest fucking dude in the world. He owns this city. Like, yes, he lost his factory and probably took a big bath on all those eggs that he uh, had produced. But yes. he owns the entire city. It's ridiculous. <sighs> and he's just going to be a good billionaire from now on. Yep. <laughs> and that's going to fix everything. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hate this movie. It's so fucking bad. Uh, I I didn't know VeggieTales could make me this angry still. I thought I was over it. Well, <laughs> there's a little almost like good in that. Like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, 
don't care for it one bit. <laughs> well, uh, we do have some questions. Okay, great. Um, let me just load this up. You think that I would learn to just have it mm-hmm, ready? Mm-hmm. Um, from at Blankzilla, uh, if you could only eat one kind of candy for the rest of your life, and it had to be an Easter theme variant, what Ooh. you got? Okay, okay. I'm I'm gonna go with one I mentioned earlier, which is the uh, the Reese eggs. Reese Easter eggs. Yeah, I am between that and like. The- um, oh, go ahead. I just was going to say, they hit different than normal uh, Reese's. Well, yeah, the chocolate to peanut butter ratio is different. Yes, but, like, like the mouth feels different. It just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm between those and Cadbury mini eggs. Yeah, I have. I don't think I've had enough ca- any Cadbury... Yeah. ...oeuvre to... Cadbury cream eggs are fine. You eat one of those and you've kind of had your fill for the year. Yeah. They're very sweet. Mm-hmm. I'll fuck up a whole bag of mini eggs, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, from at Tabletop Camera, I feel like Easter secular presence is pretty limited compared to Christmas. If you can invent one non-religious tradition to incept into the public consciousness, what would it be? Like, what do we just want to say this is an Easter tradition now and people do it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, huh. So much power. I don't know how to wield it. <laughs> uh, buh. I, I want people... I want some, like, face painting as a... <laughs> yeah. Just People just walking around fit with their faces, like, okay. all Eastered up. Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. Um... Yeah, uh, just, we all, we all just go break some store windows, I don't know. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! A new Easter tradition is just, go th- like, f- go throw a brick through a Walmart door. <laughs> yeah! That's the, that's the true week of Easter. Please don't hit the greeter when you do. Yes. <laughs> Call the greeter out to help you throw the brick. Yes. Be good to your fellow worker as you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from at Chum Percival, uh, what holiday shape makes cheap chocolate taste best? Hmm. Um, I, I, I like a chocolate bunny. Yeah. Chocolate bunny, that's like, it is a bit of a, like, a task. Depending on the size of the bunny. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing in my house growing up, um, was that uh, my grandpa got to eat the ears off any chocolate bunny I got. Fucked up. That <laughs> <laughs> he would do you like that. What do you mean, what? That he would do you like that. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You know, you gotta pay the tax. You'd, maybe, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, bunny is pretty good. Yeah. Um, from at my Chocolate Club coins at Christmas time and stuff is good too. Yeah. Uh, I went to my friend's house for Passover a lot, so I had a lot of uh, chocolate coins and chocolate dreidels. Nice. That was pretty fucking good. Uh, from at yeah, from at Macleod's Assuming I didn't ask this question for the chocolate bunny episode, what's your favorite breed of rabbit? Oh, 
I, I don't know much about rabbit breeds. Yeah, I feel like the only one I can, like, actually say is, like, Flemish Giant. Is that what they're called? The really big ones? Yeah. Those I was cool. just going to say bun. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, from at definitely exists, Easter ham or Easter turkey? <sighs> Probably ham. Yeah. Though also, Ham's I feel good. like Easter lamb is really where you gotta go. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I, I can I can fuck up a good lamb. Yeah. Um. From Matt Lady K. Hirsch, do people still do secular Easter this, these days? I'm sure some people do. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's definitely, at least in my family, it was really never that much of a thing past childhood for me. Right. It was much more like, a, all right, we're going to give you some candy when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. And now you're an adult, and we tried the church thing. That didn't go so well, uh-huh. so, man. Yeah. Someone mentions a bunny suit in one of the replies to that. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, the anime girl bunny suit. And what if that was the new Easter tradition? <laughs> Just everyone dressed like fucking, like, Playboy models? Yeah. All right. Um, from Aunt Volfred, is Hope a vegetable? No, she's not. <laughs> She's not. Like, that's that's the only, like, leeway I'll give Mr. Nezer with thinking that she's a bug, is that, like, he's never seen an animal before. Yeah. Uh, she's never seen a human, yeah. Yeah, why would, why would the Lord send him an angel in the form of a human being? It, I don't know. Luke? Yeah. I do not know. <laughs> uh... From at Michael Healy 18, why is the pickle still Mr. Nezer even though he's never played the role of, he's not playing the role of Nebuchadnezzar? No one holds on to the bib, uh, their biblical name. Yeah, wait, wait, he's, he's played the role of Nebuchadnezzar, that's where he started. No, he, I kind of misspoke. He started as Mr. Nebuchadnezzar, but he's not still playing Mr. Nebuchadnezzar. Well, sure, yeah. Also, he's not a pickle, he's a zucchini. Yeah. But, like, Larry doesn't start, you know, keep his... <laughs> That's true. They well, yeah, that is true. That was oh, that's one line I meant to call out is like when Hope is first taking him away, she's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you're not uh, a miser or a Scrooge. You just don't understand the point of Easter." As though like, she's like, "No, listen. The problem isn't that you hoard wealth and are a landlord. It's just that you don't go to church." I mean, yes. <laughs> Yeah. That is what they think the problem is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure that uh, the people from Big Ideas have a pretty hey penny. (laughs) I'm sure some of them do, yeah. Um, They need to tell themselves that they can fit through that uh, needle. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, And then finally from at uh, Robotic Fire Ant... Do you think Bob thinks tabletop games are of Satan's? What about Larry? <laughs> oh, wow. That's... <laughs> mm. I mean, they're RPing every episode is the thing. There's, that's true, but... I, I, I think maybe they think that Dungeons & Dragons is definitely... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Bob, at least, yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like the big part of why that started is, like, there are gods in Dungeons & Dragons that your character prays to. Like, if you're a cleric or whatever, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, so, yeah, they probably aren't a fan of it. And, like, also a part of it was just, like, all of the 80s, like, there was already, like, all the, like, talk about, like, metal music and... right. Uh, rock music and how that was corrupting youth and so this thing where you prayed to fantasy gods and also yeah there were demons in it right right well that's just yeah uh, I'm thinking if I've told this story on here that like I had an older cousin that uh, like I always had stories as a kid like oh I'm not allowed to play D&D because like oh that that's satanic it has a dark influence on you. Like, it got your cousin. Like, you can't. And, like, eventually I got old enough to realize, no, what happened was my cousin got into LARPing and he got drunk in his LARP costume one time and got arrested. And that warped into he was brainwashed into thinking he was an elf. All right. <laughs> I don't really know what to say about that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, my, my parents were never like that. With yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was told that Gary Gygax um, was a servant of the Antichrist and that, like, Dungeons & Dragons literally had, like, satanic magic in it. Oh. And then I, like, nodded along and went to my friend's house to go play D&D. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mainly just played D&D wrong as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I also played D&D wrong. And I'm not talking in, like, a... Like, oh, I'm... <laughs> uh, like, I just didn't know the rules. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 of course. Well, that's it for questions. All right, well, hey, we got to an hour this time. Yeah. We did it. We podcasted properly. Yay. Yay. Um, Luke, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at SSJSpeedRacer. Uh, I do a bunch of shows on AudioEntropy.com. Hey, speaking of Dungeons & Dragons, I'm making yeah. my own uh, tabletop uh, RPG with the help of our friend Molly. And we are doing an actual play podcast called Eidolon Playtest that you can listen to. Uh, it is two different campaigns that release on alternating weeks. I GM both of them. Um and, uh, yeah, the, the game is Eidolon Become Your Best Self. It's inspired by Persona and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I think it's been a pretty good time so far. And uh, if you like it, you can support it at patreon.com slash Playtest. And you can get yeah. uh, an early copy of the game as we work on it. And you also can hear uh, some episodes of you guys walking through stuff. And Yeah, yeah. All, all sorts of good shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, we have a lot. That next, like, behind-the-scenes episode is going to be long, I think. Yeah. I, I, I've heard you guys have been working on some things. Yeah. I made flowcharts. Uh, we're going well, to find I'm you, excited. Ashley. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Um, you can find me at your librarian with an underscore Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Uh, and you can also find me at audiohp.com, of course, and at hyenacackle.com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for this episode. All right. Um, until next time, remember that God loves you very much. 
And so do we. And so do we.